Welcome to the first ever health and fitness entertainment episode of the Brawn Body Podcast. These episodes are going to feature one or multiple guests, and we're going to discuss about anything under the sun that relates to health and fitness. That could range from how to grow your social media page, why people who go to the gym just have such an obsession with Chipotle, and everything in between. And we're kicking it off in this awesome episode with Carla LeClerc. Carla is the sponsorship manager for Legion. She has had great success in her own health and fitness journey and sharing that with others and making a positive impact on others in the online fitness community. For more on Carla, you can find her on Instagram at Carla.LeClerc. And you can also find her on TikTok at Carla underscore fit with two T's. We'll link to that below in the description in case you missed it. Before we get to this episode, quick word from one of our sponsors. Carla, welcome to the show. Excited to have you on today. Hi, thank you for having me on. So for people who haven't heard of you before or aren't familiar with you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your amazing backstory? I just recently graduated college. Um, I'm originally from France, but I've been living in the U.S. for a while. I got into fitness about three years ago, and uh, it's definitely become a passion of mine since then. Um, I also started uh, posting on like a fitness account on Instagram and a little bit on TikTok a few months ago. It hasn't been that long, honestly, but um, it's been a lot of fun so far. Definitely. That's awesome yeah. stuff. So you said that you came uh, to the U.S. from France. When did you come to the U.S.? Like what age? I came in 2010, so I was 10 years old. Uh, before that, I moved around quite a bit. So I was born in France, and then I think we moved to South Carolina for a few years, and then Spain, and then Japan, and then here. <laughs> Holy cow, you've been everywhere, it seems. What was your yeah, favorite place out of all of them? It's hard to say. Um, Japan was really cool for the nightlife and like there's like anime and really good food and just it's fun. Um, Spain was beautiful and warm and more like vacation like, but I was still pretty young. So it's, it's hard to say. <laughs> right, right. So do you feel that you've kind of taken a piece of each place with you, so to speak? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my parents actually moved back to Japan a few years ago. So I've been on my own since I was 17 and they all live over there. Uh, which is cool. I get to visit them every so often, but it's, they're also kind of far. Um, but yeah, I, I like to go back and visit them. That's impressive. Uh, that's, I, I mean, I think it speaks volumes to your character. Not many people <laughs> uh, can live independently at age 17. Um, I think at age 17, my cooking skills consisted of um, <laughs> oven baked chicken nuggets and spaghetti or something like that. So I give yeah. you a lot of props. I don't know if I could have done that. That all sounds really good, though. <laughs> For sure. Not necessarily conducive of a healthy fitness lifestyle. That's true. That's true. I just got to add in some protein shakes. Yeah. Yeah, it was tasty nonetheless. Uh, when you were traveling, were you into fitness at that point when you were kind of jumping around the world or were you kind uh, of in the pre-fitness phase? That was, I'd say, a pre-fitness phase. But now... so. I started my fitness phase um, in college and I did travel quite a few times while I was in college, just um, like in the summers, I would go for a few months to France to visit my family. And then, and went for winter break, we would travel usually to Southeast Asia for a few weeks. Um, so 
at that point I was in my fitness phase and traveling. Gotcha. So was the travel always part of your family or was it for work or was there any specific reason you were going around all over the place or? Up until now, it was definitely just for family. Um, My family loves to travel. And so they would just pick a place and I'd be like, okay, I'll meet you guys there. (laughs) Um, And that was very nice. It did like interrupt a little bit my lifting, but I would always kind of tell myself it's a break for my body and that I'll come back stronger for it. Um, And like a few little things I did to try and maintain what I had was because obviously if I I was going to very like tropical places and there were not often gyms. So I would do some body weight workouts. I would try to get my family to do them with me. We'd have like little like ab competitions, which I don't, it probably doesn't sound very fun (laughs) or we'd like swim in the ocean. And I try to compete with them or hiking, that kind of thing. Um, And food wise, obviously if you're eating in restaurants every day, it's a little harder to stay on your diet, but the places I was going to were like Asia, they have pretty healthy diets in the first place. Maybe not as high on protein, but I think as long as it's a few weeks and you're, you get back on it as soon as you get home, you're, you, you'll be fine. That, and it's good to try different foods. Like my own yeah. palate certainly expanded as I was traveling. Absolutely. Was, and it's good. And it's a break like mentally and physically. Yeah. Now I haven't traveled nearly as extensively as you have. Um, <laughs> I'm still uh, US bound for the most part. Um, but you know, the more I travel, the more I pick up when it comes to eating and food. Yeah. Um, so when I was in Arizona this past summer, I really got hooked on Mexican food. And I got really creative with the different Mexican dishes that I could cook. Uh, and they were pretty like good from a taste standpoint. They're also pretty yeah. clean. Uh, so yeah. it's amazing how you can like take these different cuisines. Uh, you mentioned that you were in Southeast Asia for a while. And a lot of the Asian dishes are very clean, like you said. Uh, and yeah. you can really get creative with them from, you know, a sauce standpoint, from a meat standpoint. There's like endless possibilities, it seems. Of course. Yeah, no, Mexican food is amazing. There's a lot of variety. And I always have like little rice bowls, like chipotle bowls at home. And that's honestly what like primarily what my diet consists of. And I just switch up the protein, switch up the carbs and veggies, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, that's my formula as well. It's protein and produce. And then if mm-hmm. I want a little more energy or if I'm packing on a little bit more mass, then I call it protein produce plus, and I add a carb. I like simple, that. right? But, yeah, that is very simple. And you can make it seasonal too, which you mentioned that you're now in Florida. Um, so your season's a little bit longer from a growing standpoint than here in Pennsylvania. Uh, but I yeah. like to kind of eat seasonal foods as well. So like um, right right now we um, we just passed the fall season. So like apple and pumpkin and all that sort of thing mm-hmm. is really, you know, trendy. Uh, yeah. So ate a lot of apples and like fall stuff, so to speak. That all sounds good. Yeah, I like smoothie bowls too mm-hmm. a lot. You can pack those with protein, either protein powder or Greek yogurt, and they taste amazing. Do you have any, like, do you have any like smoothie bowl recipe you often go to or? Yeah, I'd say frozen fruit, um, a banana if you want to make it sweeter, Greek yogurt, and then I have some protein powder uh, that's like strawberry and banana flavored, so I'll add that in. Um, I like to put in some spinach too to get my greens in. Um, And for the frozen fruit, I'd say frozen berries and maybe frozen mangoes, frozen kiwis, whatever you have. I think 
they come out tasting a little bit different every time and mm -hmm. really good every time. It, also, if you're bulking, add in some peanut butter. Mm. Yeah, you um, cannot go wrong with peanut butter, can you? Yeah, it'll make it taste even better, creamier. So I highly recommend that for like a snack. Yeah, now the most important question of the show, is it creamy peanut butter or crunchy peanut butter? <laughs> I go with creamy. Okay. I might make some enemies, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I like. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you. I tend to go with the creamy one more often, but mm -hmm. I'm one of those weird people that kind of plays on both teams when it comes to peanut butter. Um, okay. I also had this almond butter phase for a while where I thought almond butter was better than peanut butter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, if you want to make enemies, tell them that you like a, another nut butter more than peanut butter, like sunflower <laughs> butter, almond butter. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had those like protein butters? Um, um, I, I, I have in the past. I know what you're talking about. I forget what they're called. Yeah, um, yeah I think like a few brands of different ones, but they're pretty good too. Yeah, I'll have to. A little bit pricier though. I'd say a little pricier for sure than like peanut butter and the basic ones. But so you mentioned before that you kind of got into fitness and started the fitness pages on Instagram, TikTok, social media, that sort of thing. How yeah. can other people go about starting a kind of fitness social media page? Because that's something that I think a lot of people can benefit from. And I think that it can really bring them kind of inspiration and motivation when they need it. Absolutely. Um, so I'd say Instagram and TikTok are a little bit different. So I'll say I'll, um, I'll start with TikTok first. Um, with TikTok, I started, I downloaded the apps first during COVID when like everyone was posting and nothing better to do. So um, I kind of got on fitness TikTok right away. Just everyone was posting it and that's what I was liking. So that's all my For You page was. And I just kind of got a little bit of inspo from that. So I saw what was trending and I then tried to recreate it a little bit, but also like you want to have your own kind of twist to it and not just copy content. So with that, with TikTok, you just need to be super consistent with it. Post like, if you can try to post every day, post like relatively, like don't post low quality videos, but you can do whatever you want in the fitness niche. So either you can do like gym humor content or you post your workouts or you post your diet or post the outfit of the day, like for girls or guys too. Um, and just kind of find what you like to post, what you like to see or a combination, which is kind of what I do. Use a little bit of hashtags, try like hashtag fitness, um, bodybuilding or powerlifting, whichever one you're doing. Um, trending sounds are really important on TikTok. So not only should you use like the top 10 or whatever that TikTok provides you, but also see what's on your For You page. The sounds that you hear a lot are the ones that going, are going to get you a lot more views when you use them. Sorry, I just rambled off a little no, bit. No, you're but... good. I should be taking notes here. I uh, My TikTok page is pretty sad, um, but may yeah. maybe my problem is you mentioned the sounds. I always like put the music that I listen to in the gym and uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think there's a whole lot of people out there who like Five Finger Death Punch, Bring Me the Horizon, <laughs> and Pop Evil on TikTok. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, who knows? But even even if you use sound, like popular sound, songs on the radio or things like that, that's not not really going to get that many views. Um, unless you have a really good video that ends up like for the most part, you want to use trending sounds, um, and that's what's going to get you views. That's like the number one advice I'd give for TikTok. 
Right. And the whole point of being on TikTok is you are a creator. So there's like these certain trends, but it seems like people kind of put their own spin on those trends. Yeah. Like, um, you know, we're recording this right now around the new year and there's that bing bong sound that like, I think everyone's mm -hmm. heard a million times by now. Uh, yeah. And, like I've seen people take that sound and do like fitness trends to it. And I, I, yes. I never would have thought of that, but yeah. Have. I think you can take any trend and turn it into a fitness trend. And that's what I do when I'm looking through. That's what a lot of other like fitness creators do. Right. So you have to be creative. Now, you mentioned that you recently graduated college. Did you have any kind of creative like marketing or design degree to go along with that that um, helped you or not really? My degree was in international management, but it was like a business degree. So I did take some marketing and uh, marketing classes. And I think maybe that might have helped a little bit, maybe more so in my videos where I was trying to advertise either clothing or um, supplements, but for the gym humor ones, maybe not as much. Now, how about with Instagram? Because TikTok and Instagram are a little bit different. A little different. Yeah. So I kind of grew my TikTok before I grew my Instagram. I thought that it would transfer over quite a bit. So like my TikTok followers would just go on and follow my Instagram, but it wasn't really the case. I got maybe a thousand followers that way, but the rest of my followers on Instagram, I just got by posting, you want to post like kind of quality photos. So if you have a friend with a camera or anything like that, that's a really great way to get some quality photos. So you want to be posting like good quality photos and consistently. So I was posting at one point every day and I started out my account with maybe 2000 followers. Uh, I like turned my personal account into my fitness account, but I started out with 2000 followers and I was gaining 500 followers every single day just by posting um, like a, a new gym photo every day. Holy cow. Uh, clearly yeah. I'm doing something wrong because I <laughs> consider a good day, like five new followers. <laughs> yeah. I was really surprised because I didn't think it was going to be that easy. And I literally just randomly started posting a lot and, and using hashtags. Um, I don't know how much those mattered. I think in my insights, you can see like, I got this many followers from using hashtags, this many followers from just being on the explore page. And then this many followers from just my home, like the followers I already currently have. And for each picture, it's different. And I also have some pictures that got 15,000 likes and others that get 2000 likes. So it really depends, but you do get a lot of followers from posting a lot and quality photos as well. Right. So what have you learned from kind of running your TikTok and your Instagram page? Have you learned anything new about yourself, about the world, about fitness in general, so to speak? I think a bit big thing I learned is that you don't want to compare yourself to fitness influencers because I'll take a picture in really good lighting, really good pose. Like I'll have a pump or whatever it is. And I feel confident in the photo and I'm like, okay, I look great. Let me post it. And then literally 10 minutes later, like I'll have a meal and be bloated and be like, wow, I don't look like this. I don't want people to compare themselves to what I look like in, on my Instagram. Cause that's not what I look like all the time. And that kind of helped me not compare myself to other people on Instagram and TikTok. So that's like probably the number one thing I'd say. Right, right. And when it comes to those pictures and videos, right, lighting is key, like staging yeah. everything. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be working out at home and I'll be looking at things. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm really feeling it right now. And then I like yeah. pull out the camera and the lighting just like washes everything out. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know, doesn't do me justice, it seems. I know. It, yeah. And I always try to find a gym with good lighting because I feel like if I feel like I look good, 
um, I'll work out better. Um, and same goes for clothing too, not just lighting. Like if you have clothing that flatters you well, it's gonna make you look a lot better. I should probably look into uh, that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. People who have followed the page for a while have known that I typically wear like very old clothes and I, um, you know, I'll rip like the sleeves off or something like that because it makes me, I don't know, I think I'm cool, but (laughs) in reality, it's probably just like, Hey, look at this guy. Like he's such a D bag or something like that. (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I've been, uh, kind of working on. I just invested, I'm calling it an investment, not a purchase. You Mm -hmm. don't purchase gym clothes. They're an investment. I just invested in some, uh, G athletica clothing and some, my protein clothing. So we'll see how that does for me. Um, I'm, it's not like Gymshark or Alpha Elite or any of these household yeah. names. Nope. I, I went for the 50% off clearance rack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely did that during the um, Black Friday. I stocked up on all my gym clothes. So what's your favorite like gym wear brand, I guess I'll say? Up until now, I was a college student with not all that much money. So I really liked to get a lot of like Amazon dupes. Mm. and I found a lot of good ones um but now I'm sponsored by TLF which has I think really nice clothing and then on top of that I just got my first um pair of shorts from Navigation um honestly Gymshark I think is a little bit like just everybody wears it and it's not all that flattering in my opinion um and then athlete I think is very flattering, but very expensive. So <laughs> I, I definitely don't get all that many clothes from there. So when you said TLF, what, what is that company? Like, what does TLF stand for? Or what, what's uh, the so info the, about that company? The name means take life further. Oh, cool. I like it. Uh, I like it already. Yeah. And um, it's honestly like kind of a growing brand. It's gotten big on TikTok, I think, because they've sponsored a lot of athletes, like TikTok athletes. Um, but they sell really good, cute clothing. I'd say a lot of cute sports bras and shorts. Those are always the ones that sell out first for women. Um, and I actually got a few of the men's workout clothes for my ex-boyfriend and he liked them a lot. So I'd say they're honestly, you should check them out. They're not too overpriced. Just see what you think of them. They're pretty flattering. I'll, I'll look into that. Um, it, it's yeah. ex-boyfriend approved too. So that, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. got to count for something, right? Yeah. And he never wore like nice gym clothes. He always kind of wore um, oversized clothing and that was his look and he liked it. And I got him some of these and he's like, wow, I feel so confident. And then like, they really are flattering. Well, I just pulled up their website and they're up to 70% off right now. So that's, that, that oh, is okay. speaking my language already. Yeah. And I mean, you can like, um, what do you think of the prices? I think like they're a lot more reasonable than a lot of other uh, gym brand companies. Yeah. um, Like a tank top for like 15 bucks on sale right now, like and full price is like 25, which I've I've been in other stores. Um, I I don't know if I should say the name or not, but uh, (laughs) at this store, the sweatpants were $220. Oh my God. For guys prepare and they're like well you know you're technically like a healthcare provider healthcare student fitness trainer whatever and they're like so that'll get you 25 percent off 
I'm like, that is still like $160 for a pair of yeah. freaking sweatpants. Like, was I can't it, justify Was it that. Lulu or what was it? It was Lulu, yeah. Okay. Um, that, that's another one that I feel like once you put them on, like, people don't take them off. I trained a girl. I know. Um, and she was 17 years old. She's still in high school at the time. Uh, and every time she came into the gym uh, to train with me, she had all Lulu on from head to toe. Like, I mean, like she would have a Lulu like quarter zip and Lulu leggings. Um, and she had like a Lulu headband and uh, mm-hmm. these, like sweatbands. Um, she did not have Lulu shoes. I don't know if Lulu makes shoes or not. <laughs> I don't think so. That would explain it. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> head to toe Lulu every single time. And she never wore the same outfit like more than once to the gym. And she was like, yeah, you know, I have like 20 of these, 20 of those, 15 of those. So I just keep mixing it up. I'm just like, you know, I, I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I can't imagine the money she spent. (laughs) Probably a lot. Her parents. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Is she 17? When you were 17, you were probably kind of supporting yourself for the most part, right? Yeah. I mean, my parents helped with uh, my tuition, but that's about it. Um, so which is already very nice. Well, I was, I have a late birthday, so I was just finishing up high school. Um, I lived with my friend for a little bit and then I went to college. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. But yeah, no, I wasn't spending that much money on Lulu or Gymshark or any of them. Really? So what was your priority at 17? Yeah, at 17, I was just trying to graduate high school because I graduated a semester early and it was a little bit much. <laughs> I can imagine. Wow. Yeah. Is there anything you haven't done? <laughs> I I really don't want to sound like I'm showing off. Like <laughs> it's it's all coming out wrong. It's... So when people are at the gym, right? So say yeah. someone goes to the gym, they're there to work out. Well, maybe they're there to work out, but some people it seems like they go for other reasons, maybe to meet someone or find their significant other or something along yeah. those lines. So yeah. how would it be best for someone to approach someone else at the gym? Like what's, is there a right way to do that? Or I would say definitely. And I, that's a really good question. I feel like I've met all the guys I've dated practically at the gym and, um, (laughs) and I've gotten approached quite a bit. And honestly, I think I might've gone up to a few guys. Um, So I would say I'm well-versed in this area, but as a man coming up to a woman, you want to be very, like, I'd say if you see a girl quite a bit at the gym and you guys are training at the same time, you might be training next to each other, like a good way would either maybe just like smile at her the first time or say hi, if you pass by her, that kind of thing. Or even like if she's struggling or something, you could offer her a spot, which be careful with that one because <laughs> um, some girls might take it badly. Some other girls might take it well. It depends um, on the exercise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if it's bench, it won't be too bad. If it's squat, maybe a little bit <laughs> less, but, and I'd say like, don't ask her for her number or anything like that right away. Maybe introduce yourself the first time. And I'd say, if you see her there more than once, then like next time you see her, like start up a conversation again. And also like see how inviting she is because some girls just want to go to the gym and work out and not be bothered while others like don't mind being approached if they find you attractive you know right right Um, I'm certainly not as experienced I'll say in this realm as you are but my go-tos are I'll ask a question so like hey are you still using that weight or is anyone (laughs) that's a great way to start yeah that's right and I usually start there 
so I'll start with the question and I use the headphones as like a like gauge like do people want to be talked to or not like yeah. if people have their headphones in and they look like they're in the zone I'm not going to disrupt that but if people yeah. are like you know headphones are off they're kind of looking around talking to different people yeah. I'm like okay that that's a that's a green light that's a great way to see it and also like I think this everyone should know this, but I've also been approached like mid set and that was the most annoying thing. And don't do that. <laughs> don't go up like, to people mid set. You'd think that no. would be common sense, but right. You'd think so, but apparently not. And yeah, so just don't ask for someone for their number. Like the first time you talk to them, I mean, play by ear, but like, I find it more like it comes more naturally. If you talk to someone a few times, like every time you see them at the gym and eventually you guys kind of become friends and she'll come up and talk to you too. And then like, I think that's a good place to ask for like a social media or something. Yeah. So um, is it better to ask for the number or the social media or the, go for the Snapchat? Like what's the best path forward? Um, there? I think there, it might depend on the person and on the age of the person. I think, if you're in high school or college, you could get away with Snapchat. I think afterwards, people might prefer phone number. I also hate talking to people in general. So I'll be like, just follow me on Instagram. I'll follow you back and we can like be mutuals, but not actually talk. There you <laughs> if go. If that makes sense. I guess it depends on the person. Yeah. And then if people send you like weird messages or weird dms which i'm sure no one's yeah. ever gotten one of those before <laughs> at least they don't have your number or anything like yeah that. yeah which you can always block people but i think i'm not the biggest fan of giving out my number personally so i had a couple instances this fall um now at the time of recording and during this whole duration of events i have been <laughs> and i still am single um, mm -hmm. I just want to put that out there in case this changes by the time the episode gets released, right? Yeah. Um, but there was one girl, um, it was kind of a unique situation. Uh, her grandfather had gone to the gym I go to um, for like three years. And I had known him like since I started going there. And he always asked me questions. We we're all buddy, buddy. Um, I worked yeah. out at like five in the morning and he was always there, like the only other person in the gym at the yeah. time, right? Um, mm -hmm. Well, then he tells me one day, he's like, yeah trying to get my granddaughter to come here at the gym he's like you you two would get along and I'm like mm -hmm. oh okay and here I am thinking his grand like he's you know 70s 80s like I'm thinking she's yeah. probably like you know five ten years older than me then sure enough she shows up at the gym one day and she's like my age and I'm like oh go yeah. figure um yeah but she like almost every time she was there like would ask questions and that sort of thing uh, and one day she asked me to watch her form during rdls and i thought that was a unique question in the way it was phrased was watch my form um i just still my head is kind of spinning on that one i'm like you yeah know, what, what, what did that mean like what should i have done versus not done there um because me um, being the person that i am um, I gave a couple tips and then I went off about, uh, anatomy, uh, about why I explained, like why I gave the advice that I did, um, which was probably not what a, you know, 20 something year old blonde girl was expecting when she yeah. asked someone for advice on RDL form. But, um, that, that's, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think you are a trainer. So there's like maybe a 5% chance she was asking for form advice. But I mean, 
RDLs of all exercises, like maybe she was trying to come on to you a little bit. That, that was kind and, of my indicate my thought too. Like why RDLs, like of all exercises? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it is kind of hard to get the form down for RDLs. Like I will give her that. And especially if she was like a beginner to intermediate, but I I'm sure she wouldn't ask someone she's not interested in to ask her for to ask you for form advice right you don't just go up to someone randomly and be like hey yeah you just watch my butt move during this exercise (laughs) absolutely uh and there was this other time uh so this other girl was at the gym and I don't usually strike up conversations with people at the Mm -hmm. gym because it's early in the morning I just woke up and I have music on that makes me pissed off at the world so it's just it's a great combination at five in the morning Um, and she stopped me one day and we carried on like a 20 minute conversation, but I was kind of in that mood of like getting annoyed because I'm just like, okay, I I, I need to get out of here. I need to go, you know, I need to like move on with my day here, but we just Mm -hmm. kept talking and that kind of stuck, stuck out to me too, because now we got someone who, you know, they've just talked to me for 20 minutes. Like they halted their workout. And again, it's just like, what's the, what's the goal here? Are we just making friends and connecting or, you know, is there something more going on here? Yeah. I think if a girl takes that much time out of her workout, I think that's a good sign that she's interested. Um, I wouldn't recommend anyone to do that though, just because like, we're all pretty serious about the gym. Like we're there to work out, but like if I'd say if you're ever in that situation, you could be like, Hey, like, I really appreciate talking to you. Maybe like I could get your number so we can like continue this conversation later on kind of thing. But like, I got to get back to Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people do look at the gym more as a social club, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Which is long- one of our longtime listeners there, Rick Stahl, um, shout out to Rick. We were at the gym one day and he's using this plyo box. I think he was doing like split squats or something like that off of it. Yeah. Someone comes up to him and asks him if he's still using it. And he said, well, yeah, I have one set left. Well, as soon as he was done with it, they took it and they used mm-hmm. it as a coffee table. There's like four of them working out and they all had like their bags and like their bottles and all that stuff. Okay on the yeah. box and they claimed the box as a coffee table and then did other <laughs> stuff around it and it just blew my mind that yeah I if no one's using it I'll do that but if you're gonna ask someone to use it just for that it's a little annoying so has there been any cases where like you go up to a guy at the gym or is it mostly just been guys going up to you or guys going up to um, girls that you've seen the few guys I've gone up to were usually like friends of friends so I've already kind of said hi to them because I was with a friend and they said hi so I didn't want to make it weird or anything and like I feel like once you know a good amount of people at the gym you end up knowing everyone just because like everyone knows each other if that makes sense right. um so there's two instances like sometimes I do randomly ask for guys for spots and I don't mean it in a I'm heading on you way it's just because like there's no one else around me and I'm benching like a plate or whatever and I don't want to kill myself so spot me please (laughs) but other times I'm like okay this man's attractive like I think this is the best way for me to like talk to him for the first time and I'll ask for a spot so that's happened a few times but for the most part I've seen a lot more men come up to women um, than vice versa at the gym you brought up a good point that sometimes when you ask for something, it doesn't mean that you actually want something. And that made me think back to a time last year. 
uh, I needed a spot on bench press because it's like a rule of thumb. Like every guy has to bench press at some point. Right. Um, and I was looking around the gym and we had, uh, the older individual who I mentioned before, who was in his like, uh, late seventies, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, he, he was fit for his age, but I just didn't trust him with you know, a 275 pound barbell. Um, and I'm looking around and there's another older guy. There's another older guy. There's an older lady. And then like, there's one person my age there. And it was like one of the most jacked girls that I had ever seen. Like her shoulders were bigger than me. And I'm like, okay, so she's definitely my person, but like, I don't want her to take this the wrong way. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely a little bit of finessing you have to go about with that conversation that you have there. Of course. And honestly, I think if it's a serious gym goer, they're going to understand um, and they're probably not going to take it the wrong way. Like if she's if she's muscular, like I'm sure she's had a lot of guys ask her for spots before. Yeah, probably. Um, she, she's probably stronger than me, honestly. Um, there, <laughs> there's been some cases where I see girls that are significantly stronger than me at certain things. And I, uh, I'm a, some people get jealous, but I just get impressed. Like, you know, here I am, I'm benching like 315. And then, uh, we had a girl, uh, we'll be releasing the podcast episode with her soon. Uh, Katie, she benches the same amount as I do. And I'm just like, crazy. holy cow, like, look at you That's go. Insane. I know on TikTok, I've gotten, with, uh, I've gotten in fights with quite a bit of people just because um, a girl will be repping out a plate when she's like maybe 120 pounds. And I'll say like, this is really impressive because first off, she's lifting way more than her body weight. And second off, like women have a little bit less upper body strength than men, like genetically. And so I think it's more impressive for a girl to be doing that than like a 200 pound man. And the guys always just get mad and it's like not not all guys obviously uh, but a few and I just get in fights with them over it <laughs> but so you pick up uh, a lot of fights on social media then huh I'm not the one who looks for a fight but I like to stand up for girls very often this brings up a great point um it made me think of Steffi Cohen right when we talk about female fitness she's like the face of female fitness at least from my point of view and I could be wrong about that but she was 120 120 pounds like on the dot and she deadlifted 545 pounds like that is 4.5 times her body weight if my math is correct my math was my strongest subject (laughs) that's Um, okay so like that is insane like you know I can deadlift 500 pounds but that's not 4.5 times my body weight so it's amazing to me how you know we take something like strength and we just look at the total amount of weight moved and not like the relation of how much you just moved uh compared to your body weight for sure and powerlifting is by weight class you know so it is important and even me like at my bulking phase I'm so much stronger than in my cutting phase and like it's only maybe like 10, 15 or max 20 pounds of a difference. Yeah. I can lift so much more bulked up. So like a man who's 200 pounds deadlifting should be deadlifting way more than a girl at 120 pounds. You would think, but you would think, but a lot of people think differently. There's also like the argument that's just like, you're trying to lift the most amount of weight possible. So there's like the big guys, like forgot their names but like there's a few power lifters out there deadlifting a thousand pounds and like they think some people think those are more impressive those people are more impressive than like Stephanie Cohen for example right right but they're again they're just larger people um I do think 
that it is very impressive that someone can go out and pick up like you know a car like i could it is not impressive. do that um it's super but, impressive yeah yeah it's it's a different kind of impressive if there's mm-hmm. like categories of impressiveness if that yeah i'd say honestly they're all impressive if you're deadlifting a thousand pounds that's crazy impressive if you're deadlifting 4.5 times your body weight that's also super impressive right and a lot of them like they have to pull in so many calories like the one um i think he said he pulls in twelve thousand calories a day now i love <laughs> food i can eat but twelve thousand calories a day is next to impossible yeah. for me like i would explode yeah i'm sure that's hard on your digestive tract and everything like i could not imagine well that, that's where the infamous protein farts come from i guess right <laughs> i guess so all right yeah uh, that's the worst when you're at the gym and like like every now and then someone will rip one and you just kind of look around like who was that <laughs> that wasn't me this yeah. time like who did it <laughs> i'll just go on the other side of the gym and be right. like it's, nope. it's okay when it's you right but when it's someone else it's like wait a second who did this yeah yeah no that's the worst you just gotta know um your body and know what to eat before the gym honestly or what not to eat before the yeah, gym. Um, more, I prefer more, okay. I prefer not to eat before the gym for that reason. Uh, and that's part of the motivation to get up early and go. Okay. Um, wow. So you work out faster then? Yeah. I wake up that's and I work nice. out. Um I usually slam some form of caffeine before that. Um and again that just kind of fuels that 5 a.m rage as I like to call it. Yeah, it's a mixture of you know high screamo metal anti-government music combined yeah. with caffeine and a little bit of sleep deprivation and that really <laughs> leads to some good workouts let me tell you quite the combination yeah that's impressive i could never do that right. i need like i need something in my stomach like i can't take pre on an empty stomach and i can't work out on an empty stomach either so are you an early morning lifter as well? Or are you more later? No, I'm like a midday lifter, which is kind of awkward, but I like to like split up my day and like have that thing to look forward to. If I go too late, then I usually am low on energy, but like middle of the day is a good like place for me. Yeah. Like an afternoon like, pick me up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how do you balance that with work? Oh, uh, well, I'm about to start working in a week, but up until now I was a college student. And so I would do my classes in the morning, then I'd go to the gym and then I'd do my homework at night. Um, But I think with my job, I think they're gonna be quite flexible with me and it's a remote position. So I'm thinking, um, get some work done in the morning, go to the gym for an hour and a half and then come back and get some more work done. Yeah, or, you know, just take work with you to the gym, right? You could do a Zoom call from a squat rack. Yeah, I don't know how professional that would be, but it's a possibility. <laughs> well, I mean, for some people, their gym outfit costs more than their nice clothing outfit. So that's true. That's and, very true. And you're lucky We're all in the fitness be, industry, anyways. <laughs> right. And you're lucky enough to be working for a fitness company after all. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of them. So, do you want to talk a little bit about Legion and what you'll be doing there and kind of the different supplements that you uh, might have a coupon code for? Absolutely. Um, So Legion is a supplement company for those who don't know. Um, They have, there's like, they're known for having very clean ingredients and um, like effective, clinically effective dosages. Um, And what I'll be doing for them is my position called, is called a sponsorship manager. So basically I'll be reaching out to potential athletes and um, sending them some 
products and seeing how they like it. And if they like it, get them on board with the team and then just manage them as athletes for the company. So up until now, I was sponsored by them and that's kind of how I got to know them. And then I decided like they hired me and um, I'm going to be doing the other position basically. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really excited and I'm a big fan of their products. Like my kitchen is filled with them. Um, they have, the taste is good The and they're very effective. Like it's my favorite pre and I'm, I know I might sound biased, but it is. <laughs> um, so, so what's your favorite flavor of pre-workout? I really like, I, I haven't tried this one, but it just came out and I really want to try it, but it's frosted cranberry. Oh, that sounds uh, good. Like, yeah, it came out for Christmas. I was like, I need to get that soon. Um, but I really like their Arctic Blast. It's supposed to, it tastes a little bit like White Monster. Oh, okay. Which I, I'm a big fan of. And their protein, I really like their mint chocolate chip or mint chocolate flavor. Oh, you're, you're one of those people. But I love mint, so that might be just me. If you're not yeah. one of those people, then maybe like salted caramel is a good one. That sounds good. Wow yeah yeah i um i can't do the whole mint anything like mint really? ice cream or mint chocolate chip like it makes me think of toothpaste but salted caramel now that i can get down <laughs> okay well yeah you can do salted caramel i like to mix that one with chocolate too so chocolate protein and it's just a good combination that sounds awesome and you could probably throw mm -hmm. that in like some overnight oats or something like yeah, that like i do that all the time that. Um, yeah and you have a code, I think it's Carla or something like that, that people can yeah. throw in there and save themselves a little money. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you're listening, you should definitely do that. We'll link to that below if, uh, in case you forgot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it's a good, it's a good um, supplement company. I don't think anyone would be disappointed by them. Well, that, and I think it's really cool how you were an, like into fitness and you started working out, you started sharing that socially and, you know, inspiring other people to do the same. And that literally led to a career for you just by doing what you love. And that speaks volumes to the importance of everything we've just talked about today is the importance of finding a passion, following your passion, sharing it with other people. Uh, and yeah. well, may maybe you pick up a person or two along the way who helps you have a little fun with that passion. Um, yeah. But ultimately, it leads to your way of life. And that's of course. amazing. Yeah. And honestly, when I was going to college, um, I got a business degree because I didn't really know what I wanted to do with mm -hmm. my career. And I didn't find anything I was passionate for, really. Um and the more I got into working out, I was like, okay, like this is something I really enjoy, but there's no way I can make this another a career, you know? And then I just like started growing my accounts a little bit um, and ended up getting a, like a, a full-time job with it, which was crazy because like I went to college for four years and didn't find a job there. <laughs> right. Or didn't look for one really, but <laughs> I got this one and I was like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. Like, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of fell right on you one day. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Now, now you being the sponsorship manager, I probably shouldn't ask this, especially during the recording. We might have to edit this out. But is there okay. any chance you could look our way for a sponsorship here? <laughs> probably not. Possibly. Possibly. I'd have to. I'll, I'll see you when I start working and um, like my superior can tell me, but um, they, it could be a possibility for sure. Maybe after my TikTok account finally takes off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do have one random video that got like 
couple thousand likes. It was the stupidest thing too. I was doing, it was like a five second clip. I was doing dips in a power rack, but I had the hex bar on the power rack. So like okay. if you lean too far to one side, like it would tip. It was oh really God, challenging, great. but it was like a five second clip of it and it blew up. And it's just, it's weird to me how such random things get so much attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing with TikTok. Some of your videos are going to blow up. Others aren't. And you can't get discouraged. I just try to post every day and be like, okay, this one got a million views. This one got 10,000 views. Like it's fine. Like they're very similar videos, but you just, that's why you play the numbers game. That's why you post every day. And some of them will pop off. Some of them won't, but the thing the TikTok you just told me that sounds really cool and I'm not surprised it blew off (laughs) (laughs) right you kind of have to find those niche things and I found that timing like the time of day you post makes a huge difference Um, yeah like I said I'm done with my workout by 6 6 30 in the morning eastern time Mm -hmm. so I'll have you know recorded something and if I want to post it then I'll go ahead and post it but I forget that you know most people on the east coast are just waking up and most people of the West coast, you know, just went to bed or, you know, they're yeah, halfway through true. their night. So yeah. I think timing plays a huge role in it as well. Of course, timing. I'd say on Instagram, it plays a big role on TikTok as well. I try to post in the afternoon or early evening, um, but not too late at night or not, maybe not too early in the morning either. Well, Carla, this has been an amazing conversation about a lot of different things related to the gym and fitness and life in general. Do you have any kind of closing thoughts or closing remarks you want to share with those listening? Like, I know I already mentioned it, but work out for yourself and try to be the physique that you have and not anybody else's because everyone's genetics are different. And what you see on social media isn't necessarily what those people look like in real life even if they're not using Photoshop or anything like that, like it's still, they're posting themselves at their best and it's best not to compare yourself. You'll probably get discouraged doing it that way. But if you're just working on yourself and lifting consistently and smart and um, taking like having a good diet, uh, prioritizing your protein, you're going to make progress. So just focus on yourself, I'd say. Right. That is great advice. So many people get so caught up with, you know, not just the trends, but like, you know, their favorite influencer just posted like what they eat in a day or, you know, their workout for the day. And that is what they find works for them. That might not work for you. Uh, So some people out there, like I follow a very high fat, low carb approach, and that works very well for me. And I'm still Mm -hmm. able to get good, heavy workouts in without carbs. Yeah. Other well, people absolutely need carbs, do that, you know? right? Yeah. Like it, it tends to be more of a female thing I've noticed. Um, and I don't have a great explanation as to why that is, but I've noticed girls really like carbs. Um, so hey, going back to what we talked about earlier, maybe that's a great idea for, you know, you meet that girl at the gym and you want to ask her something instead of going right out and asking her for a number, be like, Hey, uh, what are you doing after this? Do you want to go get like Chipotle and get like a burrito and rice bowl or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like offer the carbs because you really can't yeah. go wrong with carbs. <laughs> That is, I don't think you can ever go wrong with Chipotle, like offering a gym girl Chipotle. I think, I think you, that's the key to her heart. I I think, uh, I think Chipotle needs to sponsor us after this episode. Absolutely. Agreed. Like 20 times and we've only said good things about them. So I wouldn't mind some free Chipotle here and there. Oh my gosh. You're telling me. Carla, thank you so much for your time and for doing this awesome episode with you, with us. Uh, Thank you for having me.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast with Carla LeClerc. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes. Last, make sure you check us out on social media at Braun Body. Thanks again for listening.